What's poppin' y'all? It's your man James Say What Sales Buckley, and this is a special episode of Make It Happen Mondays with your host, John Barrows. Big shout out to all of our partners, Salesloft, Proposify, Rise, Vidyard, and Chili Piper. Before we kick it off, I want to highlight the LinkedIn Sales Navigator webinar that we did last week with Morgan J. Ingram and Gabe Via Mazar. It had the highest engagement we have ever seen to date. So visit us today at ondemand.jbarrows.com to check out the magic in LinkedIn Sales navigator that you might have been neglecting all this time. Man, what a great webinar. Continuous learning is a need everywhere these days. You asked for it, so we delivered. JB Sales On Demand is one of the most skilled, diverse sales training solutions on the market today. Take courses, get certified, design growth paths for yourself or for your teams. There's just no limit to the mountains of knowledge that we've packed into JB Sales for you, our audience. So come, become the best salesperson that you can be, it's all waiting for you there at ondemand.jbarrows.com. This is a special episode because several members of the JB Sales team are here with you today to discuss a little internal incident that took place last week. Let's freaking go. I am going to give it over to our fearless host, John Barrows, to set the stage for us. Let's hit it, y'all. Good afternoon, everybody. It's John Barrows. We'll make it up on Monday. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend. Mine was pretty chill. I actually didn't do shit, which I was psyched about. <laughs> um, but I am actually pretty excited about this conversation because we're, you know, we're always looking for guests and, you know, interesting topics and stuff. And this time I decided to pull the whole crew together here at JB Sales and have a conversation about something that we're seeing as far as trends are concerned that has a potential to significantly disrupt our own business here. And that's the email effectiveness, the effectiveness of email as a channel here. So I brought together the whole crew. We got Leslie, we got James, we got Morgan, and we got my chief growth officer, Chris Merrill, who's going to be the naysayer of the crew <laughs> and came out last week. Like, what was it? Last week at sales, w- sales loft webinar yeah. with sales loft <laughs> webinar with sales loft. This motherfucker Solid. says that email is trash, literally comes out with a company that trains people how to send emails. My chief growth officer comes out and says, email is fucking trash and it's absolute <laughs> junk, which obviously caused a huge stir, but it got us thinking because we have been adapting here at JB sales. And it used to be, for those of you who know us, used to be all email. When I worked at Basho, it was the YUYU now email. And 10 years ago, that shit worked because it was so good. Because if you personalized it, it went out and there wasn't as much volume out there. But now we're definitely seeing a hit on that. So I'm going to start with Mr. Merrill and his premise here that email is trash and see if we can't just not A, get him fired or B, make sure that our, <laughs> client, make, make sure that our clients don't fire us. Oh, I was wondering why that job posting went out this morning. <laughs> I saw that on Google. Came up. <laughs> I, re- right. I even remember i even remember coming off of the webinar uh with um lily of sales loft and even on the side she was like did you just say that email is trash <laughs> like and i didn't i try i think i tried to backtrack a little bit but i don't think that it really worked all and right what's so funny justify about that, yourself here my friend <laughs> well yeah so first of all uh we are in an interesting position as an organization i dare anyone in our organization to try to send out an email that is less than thoughtful less than structured why because of everybody else out there that we email into is very quick to rip us apart if it is a and I when this is a daily basis even if we we were sending emails from the marketing side clearly marketing emails and having people come back and be like uh you know like I don't know what to say I felt it's I have to give you the feedback because you're out there <laughs> preaching x y and z and this breaks it down I think I don't think John would be proud of this I'm like Oh my gosh, we are held to this like crazy standard that John, like, so everything that comes out of our house has to be, if it's a text-based scripted YUI now, completely researched. So our marketing team is like, uh, like just some uh, handcuffs on that side. So I did say <laughs> it's trash. Yeah. Uh, first of all, some backstory here. I have been doing uh, email uh, prospecting at I don't want to say scale to scare people, but I've been a, I've been a spam can and I've, I've done that, but I've done it um, uh, for a good 10 years now. Um, uh, as John uh, was really seeing a lot of success with the Basho model and why you why now, we ripped it apart and tried to see if we could do it at pseudo scale and do it uh, for uh, some other organizations. And so we had the luxury of trading on other people's brands, reputations and email uh, domains uh, and getting some learning lessons. And, um, 
you know, from that standpoint, the reason why I said email is trash. Um, one is if you take a look and just, you know, if you want to throw, just start doing some searching about email statistic. What's interesting is all the email statistics and good reports that we're seeing out there are, most of them are 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have some good 2020 ones. Very few are coming in on uh, 2021. Uh, why that's important uh, is obviously we've had such crazy changes to how we communicate the workforce, just everything going on through the pandemic um, that I still question even that we have relevant data out there. I think HubSpot had a couple of good data points a couple of weeks ago. I'll share some of those uh, in the show notes as well. Uh, what we're seeing is just for Q1 alone this year, we are seeing, and this is across both mid-market and enterprise, email volume absolutely is up, even past benchmark. So year mm-hmm. over year up, reply rates are in the shitter. They are, mm-hmm. you know, they're arcing down. And that scale, it, that, that separation looks like it's it's in... And that's obviously just a nice little chart that I can point to. Does that tell me that email's trash? No. Here's where I'm coming from. The waterfall of the effectiveness of email as I see it. We spend so much time architecting the perfect body of an email, the call to action, the tone, the research. There are so many other things working against you before you even get started. And so my basic understanding of how that waterfall works is it first starts with deliverability. As a sales rep, an individual contributor, you very it's unlikely that you have say or control or even understand what the reputation of your email is. Uh, it just so happens that the average deliverability is still only in like 75 to 80%. That means before you even send that email, before you even put the energy into writing it, you only have, you're losing 20% effectiveness right off the top. And that comes from the domain of your email. It has to do with the 20 other reps sitting next to you and what are they doing to the, the domain and the reputation. Uh, it has to do with the IT and, and, and just uh, the compliance of, of the domain. So there's technical reasons, and it's getting harder and harder for the email providers and the edge devices and security to do, do their job. Every day, they're stepping up the controls. And this isn't just, are you part of a blacklist or a spam list? Or what is the reputation score? Is Jay Barrows a known good domain? It, has, it actually has to do, too, with the senders themselves. So just isolating Google. Um, Google will tell on itself. The, the email servers and the services will tell on itself. So if Google sees that uh, you know, you're sending out some even uh, 20%, uh, you know, the same DNA of an email message to 100 people, um, and 10 of those uh, in bulks of 10 that go to each company, uh, those firewalls are going to notice that. They're going to pattern recognize. Google's going to say, hey, we got to watch ourselves sending to ourselves here. And you find yourself maybe not in spam, but in less than, less than hitting the inbox. That's into like secondary placement. Uh, so it really, the first thing that you're battling is the reputation of your domain and the setup, uh, knowing and accepting that you're starting at a 20 or 25% loss right off the bat, much less if you are a smaller organization that doesn't have the IT controls. Um, it's certainly possible that you have a horrible reputation and you're not even hitting the inbox. So that's the first one. Um, the second one down uh, really has to do with the data. And uh, I would say that um, we all know the lies we tell ourselves about where we, we get our data and um, some is purchased. I know that, you know, obviously looking at a Zoom, uh, a lead IQ. Um, and for the most part, uh, I found that they have amazing data sets. Uh, the problem that we're seeing right now is, is you, you could, you know, call it healthy. A healthy, you know, data would be, you know, 90% accurate on the email side. We're coming off of a huge change to our workforce over the last uh, year or so, it's not probable that even the Zooms, the, all these other data companies, with all the turnover and churn, the likelihood now, think of how many people were displaced or changed jobs through this pandemic. There's no way that they backfilled all of that data that fast. So we are seeing that the, uh, the, the valid data contacts are a lot lower. So now we take that 20 to 25%, you now throw on to, top of it, uh, data that is a little less than we had access to a few years ago, um, you're going to find that you're now maybe in 30, maybe you're starting 30% at a loss. And I'm sure they're going to get there. And, you know, like the the, the data in the ML and AI they're using to validate before we use them. Um, but I do think that we're starting when we start email, we're starting somewhere in that 30% loss. Uh, down from that is just the pure volume that we're putting into everybody's inbox. I mean, I think we all know um, and have created our own workarounds of of how you treat your inbox. I, I switched over to inbox zero recently, and that takes time. Just parsing out the other box, going through and trying to read through what is valid, which which isn't. I mean, I will, will say a lot of the inboxes, um, uh, some like a superhuman, the, the, these organizations that are putting out products that have really smart inboxes are great. 
but just the pure volume alone. So what that forces us to do is we're not giving the mind attention. We're not giving the, the brain space to each email. Even if it's a microsecond, it, it's getting more diluted every single day based on the volume that we're actually getting. And so uh, because of that, our brain is starting to do uh, pattern recognition. So we all know that when you look at through your inbox, you don't even have to read the, the emails anymore. You can read the subject line and your brain just tells you, no, I'm not into it. You can look at an email, the physical structure, looking on your phone, looking on your desktop, how, you know, like, is this HTML versus text? What is highlighted? Can I see a bunch of calls to action? Oh, you know, this is a promotion. This is, you know, this is just a straight up, like we're in a cadence. Um, and what we end up doing is not even reading through them. We let our brain tell us what's worth reading as we go through. So I have a feeling a lot of us are putting into archive or deleted um, before it's even like we, we've processed it. Um, the last piece is uh, having to do with, and my going back to email is trash. Um, this whole concept of uh, the syndication of the things that work. And what's one, when I say that, uh, I'm going to point to Morgan. Morgan has uh, been dropping this tip having to do with the uh, less than greater than symbol in the subject line and getting we're getting a lot of feedback that people are using it's been around for a minute um, Morgan's highlighted it uh, Morgan's famous people he said it to a lot of people so guess what everybody's using it now and so now that everybody uses it now you pattern recognize this is associated with the SaaS space that they're you know obviously this is a cold email coming in and so to that point it is the things work until we all talk about them working and guess what? Then they don't work. And so there's a need for that, you know, kind of dynamic uh, adjustments as we go through here. And so when I say email is trash, I have a lot of respect for email. The channel's not going away. I just feel as though uh, now more than ever, it has a lot of pressure against it. And this is not, we, we, this is not binary. It's not email or not. We have five or six you know, there's a hundred other mediums, five or other, five or six other mediums that people are working on and experimenting with and really just bringing the science to of, of, of seeing, can we get the results we're used to seeing on email while we figure out the right things to be doing? So with that said, I still maintain for me and my group of what we're using, uh, email serves its purpose. I don't look to it with the effectiveness and expect a high, the high expectation I've had in the past of the results <clears throat> using email and much respect to to John and to Jeff Hoffman in the YUY now, I think as a messaging structure, it works. Put into the cold email, I just think there's a lot of like just external controls that are really uh, beating the shit out of it. So with that said, email to me has enough challenges where it merits one, having conversations about what is working right now. And mm -hmm. right now is like week to week. I say this to James all the time. Like I reserve the right to, that anything I say is only valid for like seven days because everything moves so fast in this. So I always say, in my opinion right now, my opinion right now, uh, email is having challenges. You have to be very thoughtful of your approach, how are you using it, and really looking at the substitutes for email of growing those out to see if you can find the effectiveness. Hoping that these type of conversations right now that we're going to have and, and kind of go round robin and try to pull out some tips and tricks and not be negative about e poor email, but see what we can find about what is actually working. So well, um, I still expect to get banged on for everyone that's ever gotten an email from me to rip yep. it apart. But and you're, and you're fired, <laughs> by the way. No, I'm just um, So, but, but I want to actually put the... Uh, I'm going to put a caveat to all this. First of all, it's all going to depend on who you're selling to, what market and all that other stuff. So we're going to get a lot of that. But second of all, I'm going to, I want to lean on Morgan first here because guess what we heard? I don't know, two, three, two, three years ago, Morgan, what? phone was trash, right? Cold yep. call sucks because yep. the numbers suck. Nobody's picking up anymore, any of that stuff. And, and so, you know, and, and I could even, I could personally say social sucks because I get eight quadrillion things. Like I can't even stay up to date on one scroll on any feed that I have right now. So my social feeds right now as a leader in an organization and as an executive, like the likelihood of you hitting me on one channel, like on a social channel and hitting me on the right time. I, I mean, I get a hundred in mails a week and that's, that's just in mails. So I'm going to lean on, I'm going to hand it over to Maury. I'd love to get everybody's thoughts. Obviously this is an open dialogue. So feel free to jump in at any point in time. But Morgan, you saw a phone. I mean, obviously social has been huge for you and all that other stuff, but what are your mm -hmm. thoughts on email right now as a medium and what are you using it for? 
well, first off, you created a new concept of a number, a trillion. So, <laughs> so we have that. As, 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 Chris, as Chris is Googling quadrillion. Yeah, right? Like, jeez, I don't want quadrillion emails. I'll tell you that right now. And then, so you might add validation to Chris's point. Right. But um, A disastrously large number. Uh, that's from Urban Dictionary, so do it with what you want. See, it is a word. <laughs> So, so email from my context, I think it's, it's great if you're using it in tandem with something else. So I'll give you an example. So we just talked about the phone. Um, I've been talking to a lot of clients and reps lately and they're saying, yeah, like 70% of the meetings I get are from phone. And also they're telling me the only way I can get in front of executives is because of the phone, right? Because John, if I ask you how many cold calls you get, you're going to be like, not nope. a lot. And nope. if I ask you, Chris, how many cold calls you get, you're probably going to be like, I don't probably get a lot. Now we could even say the data has something to do with that. Cool. But most people are unwilling to pick up the phone, but people are very willing to blast out a cadence because that's mm -hmm. very easy to do. So I would say email where I see a lot of success is I will send the email. However, I'm not banking on the email to get the conversion. However, I know that the email will get converted when I do leave a voicemail and tell them, hey, I'm going to send you an email. Because one of the things that we've realized with different clients is that if you leave a voicemail and say, hey, call me back, you ain't going to get a call back. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you right now, zero to five mm -hmm. is probably how many callbacks you've gotten in your career, right? <laughs> yep. And if you get double digits, you need to go to the lottery. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just a lucky person. You come here and train at JB Sales because I don't know <laughs> the fuck to do it. Exactly. So what I would say is, and in this answer to your question john is if i'm using email where i'm going to see responses i leave a voicemail and tell them hey there's really no need to call me back but i am going to send you an email in the next five minutes here is and this is the key i say here is the subject line of that email if you're interested so mm -hmm. at least i'm prompting them to take action and i can get a response there and otherwise i, I don't i haven't seen a ton of engagement with email and you have to use those other channels to get the responses. And that actually brings up a good point. I, it might not be the the one that'll get through, but my experience is it's almost always the way they come back to you. So for instance, yeah. if I leave you a voicemail, even if I left my, I, I'm same page as you, Morgan, I'll, I'll leave a voicemail and I'll say, hey, I, it's, you know, 2.35 on Wednesday afternoon. I just sent you this email. Subject line is this, you know, could you, you just email me back? Let me know if you're interested. Sometimes I won't even leave my, vo my, my phone number, right? But if I do, the, the likelihood of them calling me, I actually don't want them to call me back because I'll have a fucking heart attack if somebody actually does. I, I do the whole, oh, hold on, somebody's <laughs> in my office. Let me put you on hold for a second. And I fire up Salesforce and I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Like, oh, Bill, how's it going? Good to talk. You, right um so so but it's the same thing and in morgan early days when you were doing when it was just you and me doing the sales set and we got all these inbounds mm. i would be i get i used to get all the inbounds and the first thing that i would do is go into salesforce and say what's going on with this and nine times out of ten the inbound i'd see all the activity that you were doing emails and social and phone and all that other stuff tracked and then all of a sudden they would email us as an inbound and it wouldn't be the person that you were targeting right mm -hmm. but i almost there's no way that you can tell me that all that work you did to lay that groundwork didn't drive somebody to say hey go and then they were they then communicate with us the way they want to and because yep. email is such a safe medium there's no immediate response necessary there's no i can then be out, hey Morgan, I'd like to talk to you about this. And when do you when are you free to schedule? Versus calling me back or hitting me back on social, that'll probably get lost, right? Yep. So I still think, oddly enough, that email is the preferred way to get back to people. I just think we have to be so omni-channel right now, and and we can't rely on the email being the one thing. And and the whole preface to this is, I mean, the why you why you now email. I mean, Jeff Hoffman, Basho at the day now, MJ Hoffman. I, I mean, this shit worked so well; it was insane ten years ago. It, I mean, if you spent 15, 20, 30 minutes writing an email, you were getting a fifteen, twenty, thirty percent response rate because it was it was it was that good. 
but that was that one email. And then I noticed five or six years ago, the pretty steep decline because all these cadence tools were coming out. Mm -hmm. And so now, yes, that email is still, still good. Yes, personalization is still important. But to Chris's point, the format of the why you, why you now email, it looks like an F, right? And, it, and it's the top part is about them. And it starts with, I was researching and I saw this. Hey, the reason that prompted me to reach out to you is because of this three name clients and then call to action. It looks like that. And the pattern recognition now, I'm taking the words research out of my emails because everybody uses the word research. I'm, I'm taking the, the phrase, this prompted me to reach out to you because everybody's using that. 15 minutes, everybody's using that. So I think as long as we don't sit here and say that email is the be all end all and this is my job. I mean, that's marketing all day long. As a sales professional, leveraging the different channels and becoming omnipresent. And I know, James, you're fantastic at, at kind of connecting the dots here. It's all about this positive impression game here. So what, what are you seeing, James, with all the work that you're doing on this space? Yeah, so I think the message of the email matters at this point. It, it's changed so much as far as what the purpose of the email needs to be. Whereas two years ago, you can look at 80, 90% of the emails that were outbound and automated or not. And the ask was, let me get 15 minutes, let me get 30 minutes. And people were just deciding whether or not that was worth that time. But I think the purpose now has become much more, hey, we're doing this thing and this is completely relevant to you. And I feel like you would be a great fit to attend to this thing. Or, hey, I read this article and your vertical, your industry, this is very relevant to that. So I want you to look at this part of the article. Let's have a conversation about this. Are you free Wednesday at four? From a sales perspective, the purpose of the email is what's changed. I, I kind of, and I hate to, I really hate to like back Chris on his original <laughs> premise, but yeah. I've got data. A lot of open spots. Actually, spots after this. Next apply at jbarrows.com for your resume. Uh, send it, send it there. John will get it directly. Uh, I, I sent, we had a, a January 8th webinar and I had a, a follow-up where I was 100% transparent. My First of all, everything that you guys talk about, I did the opposite. I sent an email with a video on my first touch yeah. for this follow-up. All the time, we're like, don't do this. Yep. I do it, and the video was literally like, you're in a cadence, and you're going to get four more emails after this. So that is what you can expect moving forward if you stay in this cadence. Overwhelmingly, people stayed in the cadence. 55% open rate. That's a pretty high open rate. Really good. Yeah. Right? 74% click through rate. Like that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like of everything yeah, that crazy. got delivered. And then or wait, let me back up. Sorry, I screwed that up. Open rate was 74%, the click rate was 17%. Still <laughs> high, right? Yep. Super yep. high. But the reply rate was 1.2%. Mm. Through mm -hmm. the whole cadence, 1% mm -hmm. on the first one. Now we'll say I made 15 sales. Yeah, I had 19 potential sales of those 15 closed. Mm -hmm. So we can look at that data and say, depending on what we're sending is, is what's going to get the engagement. I think I, we used to ask for time and engagement is what we need now. And I that's think, what but, I'm saying. And I think we're, we, we got to make a very clear distinction here because I'm going to lean on Leslie right now with all the prospecting activity she's doing as a yeah. brand new, as a brand new, and hopefully Leslie, I don't have to fire you too, but as a... <laughs> No, I'm, just um, I'm here. I got you. Morgan, you and I are the only ones left. Fuck. No, here we go. Uh, <laughs> no, but but James, what you're talking about there, to me, a lot of that is a marketing function, right? They they sure. signed up for the event. They were familiar with us, right? Yep. So therefore, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm getting from something from JB Sales, so fuck it, I'll open it up. That's why, like, given a, a video, I, look, if the company has had any engagement with you at all, I think you should send a video. But it's when the company hasn't, when it's a pure cold, mm -hmm. I've never talked to this. I just think it's weird when you send a first email being with a video being like, what's up, dude? Because nobody's going to click on that link, you know, because of the firewalls. And, and to Chris's point, the deliverability might be even sure. worse if you do that. So, Leslie, with all the work you're doing now as relatively new to JB Sales, where are you seeing the most success and how is e how are you with what we train, right? Because that's, I mean, we're training email, but how have you used email? Because you got a lot of discovery calls coming up this week. Like, mm -hmm. where are they coming from and what is, what is LinkedIn, I'm sorry, what does email specifically have to do with it? I think it's been really interesting because um, I've been surprised by how it goes back and forth. So I've tried a few different things. 
um, mixing social phone and email. And I think that that omnipresent is so important because Mm -hmm. they're not as familiar with my name as, you know, say any of you on the call. (laughs) So they're not, they're not associating that with anything. So if I can show up wherever they are all the time and just Mm -hmm. be in their inbox at the right time, hopefully in all channels, um, that's kind of been my, my most recent goal is omnipresent with the purpose of connecting with them wherever they want to be the most. I have been getting most replies on my social, but most of them have been pushing me to, hey, email me. Mm -hmm. And that was so surprising to me because I'm like, but I have been emailing me, emailing you, but you're (laughs) replying on social to go back to email. So really interesting. And I have actually started asking like, hey, just curious. Um, And I've heard from quite a few C-level folks that they are deleting email off their phone after COVID because family time has been more important to them and they've been spending a ton of time um, on their email. So they put time aside on the weekends to go to their computer to check their work email versus social media. They're keeping on their phone. That That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) And they're like, I'm checking my LinkedIn because I got a notification, but I deleted my work email off my phone. I've heard that four or five times in the last two weeks, which I thought Hmm. was really interesting. I have I found wanna, it. I w- Sorry, go ahead. James. Yeah, so I, what I, I was going to say is, uh, I'm going. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm fired anyway. You go. To that point, though, about when you're on social and you start a conversation, I'm shocked how many people then are like, okay, now let's go back to the no, see, business, I get it. The business channel. This email. is work. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. No, what's weird. So I'll, I'll just put my lens on here and maybe this is a generational thing. Maybe this is old school, new school stuff. I do say that, you know, when the, when, you know, millennials and Gen Z take over the decision makers, like the forties and the fifties, I think the oldest millennial right now is 39 years old. I saw that this, this morning, like the oldest yep, millennial. Yeah, it's 39 years old. And so once millennials really move into their 40s, mid 40s and become the decision makers, I think phone is going to have a serious problem. I really do. Um, (laughs) But this just kind of reinforces that, like for me, I'll get an in-mail and and then I'll and I'll kind of be like, all right, this is kind of interesting. Or somebody who wants to schedule a meeting with me, even if it's not, uh, you know, somebody as a prospect, right? Just somebody wants to pick my brain about something, whatever. I'll be like, all right, cool. Do me a favor. Send me an email so it hits my inbox and we'll coordinate from there because for some weird reason, like me putting my chili and this is just straight how I work. And, and I'm not saying this is everybody, but this is just a mind into it is that in mail is something I check a couple of times a week at this point. So if it's important, I, I don't want it in an in mail because it's just not something I'm, I'm, I live in, I live in email. Right. And so for you to, you'll get my attention on social, but then I'm, almost always. And I don't even put my Chili Piper link in there, which would be the easy thing to do. I would skip a step, right? But you know, the reason I don't do that is because if I put a Chili Piper link into my uh, in-mail for you to schedule a meeting and then you schedule a meeting, I now need to, the first thing that I do is I look in Salesforce and say, who is this person? And I'll be like, oh, I don't, because, you know, usually it's a day later or something like that. They might not get, right? So a a day later, I'm like, who is this person? Oh, it's not in Salesforce. Wait a minute. Where's, let me check their email address. Let me go through my inbox and deleted and sent items. Oh, this must've been social. Let me pop on. Oh, there it is. And now let me take this person's name. Let me put them into Salesforce and do that process. So for me, I'm like, yep, sounds good. Hit me, send me an email to john at jbarrows.com and we'll coordinate from there because that's where I live my my life. So I have, it's just like phone telling you, Hey, go take a look at my email, go take a look at my in-mail, go take a look at my video and get back to me that way. Mm-hmm. It's almost the same on any other social, on any other channel. Cause it's like, look, don't call me back. I actually do not want you to call me back. Right. <laughs> I want you to email me back. I want you to hit me back here on social or something because otherwise social gets lost. So I, I just kind of put that on as the psychology behind somebody like me, who's, a you know, Chris, you're a millennial wrapped in a you know, <laughs> Gen Xer's body, right? But, a chubby baby maybe, boomer's body. But you know what I mean? Like, but I'm definitely a Gen Xer and I, I liked the old, I like the email. I'm a zero zero inbox guy without signing up for zero inbox because that's how I live my life. And so there's some perspective on driving. The channel is still valid, but it's maybe a different way to use it. 
Okay, so I think that we can all agree that Chris has some really strong points about deliverability. The team's activities and the uncontrollable pieces around email that seem to plague sellers left and right, especially since this mass exodus that took place in 2020 when COVID-19 hit the scene. That incident changed everything about our selling environment. This is getting pretty heated. We all remember the cold calling is dead conversation that surfaced over and over in the past decade or so. Let me tell you what we're working on before anybody else gets fired from JB Sales today. Tell me what you want to learn about. I need to hear from you. So send me your stories at james at jbarrows.com to be highlighted on next week's show. Today, we want to give a huge JB Sales team shout out to my man, Daryl Bassett, who's now the business development director at Every Action. He used his sales skills that he got from JB Sales On Demand and Filling the Funnel to land his dream job there. He set a new record for success in his career overall, all because he invested in himself. Way to go, Daryl. Keep going, buddy. Am I right? This is amazing to see these types of wins happening. Becoming a member at JB Sales On Demand is a continuous learning experience where you can hone your skills and develop all of them because they all matter. For example, know your persona. And if you're leaning back in your chair right now thinking, what does he mean when he says persona? Then you need to dive into the new course given to you by Ashley Early. Her persona masterclass is now available at ondemand.com jbarrows.com. Let's throw it back to John and the rest of us there to see who else is going to get canned before this week is out. <laughs> John, I got I got I got to ask. Yeah. I I believe that everybody, no matter what level you're at, starts your day and comes back from lunch in the same way. We scan our inbox from top to bottom and we're looking for two things. Shit from people I don't know that I'm not expecting gets a checkbox mm-hmm. and shit that is clearly automated and I don't even need to open it to realize that gets a checkbox. And then we yep. roll up to the top and we hit the trash can and the tooth, the stuff that's left is the stuff we actually want to read. I'm a firm believer that that's how most people start. Do you do the same thing? I'm a zero inbox. So I start at the bottom and I move up and I leave stuff in there that I want. So I almost use it as my filing system. So I actually, everything mm-hmm. that's actually in my inbox is shit that I know I have to do or respond to in some way, shape or form. I don't use folders anymore on in mail because I never look at the fucking folders. <laughs> I literally, I'm like, Oh, if it's in a folder, I'll see you later. I'll, I'll and never you would back. always go over on space and I would have to go free it yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but zero inbox. So I'll, I'll go in and I'll open up that one. I'll be like, all right, I'll get to that later. I'll flag it. It, right flag 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 mm-hmm. and then i'll get through all the unopened ones and then i'll go and prioritize the ones that i need to get back to and go from there but yeah every day i at the beginning of every day i start it at the bottom and i move my way up after lunch i stop i actually just move up from the unreads because i've already done the other ones and at the end of the mm-hmm. day i try to finish what i haven't finished and then leave myself a clean inbox for the morning i would say john you're an interesting cat because i know that you read every email every because email. because you forward a lot of the stuff over to mm-hmm. me that I would consider less than. Yep. And I think that's amazing. I mean, given your station kind of like of how many people on the access and I get you know, 250 buying, 250 yeah, yeah. emails and a so day. And I, I always find it amazing that, that I know that by the next day, if even I email you or if someone that you kick back to me, I'm like, wow, if he's sending me that, he's reading through every single one of them. So that goes again, you know, my email is trash thing. Here you have it. Here, here you have somebody that has buying power. You know, like all you need to do is get John's attention. Um, I probably just fucked you in terms of volume. You're going to get. And I've seen that before. Yeah, I've seen there's a, uh, I don't want to do that to other people that aren't in our ecosystem, but there are a few others. And I have to keep that in mind when I'm saying this, that they, they, I think they do. So if, if written properly, um, the proper construct, I think that there are still buyers and uh, that's a key point. I was going to go ahead, Morgan. I got a point on that too. That's a really key point, writing it properly. It actually brings up to what James talked about earlier is like the reason for the email is you really have to pay attention to what are the first three to five words of that email. And the subject that because because if like what I tell people in training, I'm like every single email you write, you should always think they're reading it on the phone, Mm -hmm. even if they aren't. Agreed. Because if you think about the reading on a laptop, then you're going to make it way too long. You're going to say stuff you don't need to say. So the key here is always to lead with value and not with fluff. If if I see an email that says hope all is well, delete. 
If I see yeah. hope you're staying safe, delete. Like <laughs> it's just gonna get deleted because I know it's gonna be automated and Those it's not something I care about. Emails. Yeah, right? that's all yeah. it is. Like, and so well, I think it's important to figure out your first three to five words stand out. Yeah, and make it about them, right? So that's yep. the whole thing. We can follow the ADA formula. Attention, that's a subject line. Interest, that's mm. the first sentence. And that's got to be about me because the only thing I give a shit about is me. I mean, not really, but ultimately that's what people care about, right? Yep. So if you start with, I want to introduce myself to you, I don't care. If you start with, we're the leading provider of, I don't give a shit. You got to start with me. But to the point that Morgan's making about the, the you know, what you write is so critical is, you know, Kevin Dorsey and I have this conversation quite a bit and, and it came up last week as well with somebody else where the odd thing about authenticity uh, being uh, um, something that stands out these days, it's almost this weird reverse psychology piece where because everything is pattern recognized, because everything is follows a similar format and there is so much spam and, and shit in our inboxes, when something is personalized, when something do, when somebody does take some time and mm -hmm. put some effort into reading a quote or sending some, it's almost like just that alone stands out. So, but we got to get to the point where they're going to read that personalization part, which is why that first sentence. Because again, if you if you look at you know to, to Morgan's point, every single email is being read on this. I used to think the subject line was the most important because if you didn't open the subject line, who gives a shit about the rest of it? But now those first 10 words, those first 10 words are as important as the subject line. Because again, I know how I work. 250 emails a day. When I was training and I was flying all over the place, what would happen was right in, like during a break when you know, have a bio break or something like that, unless people were coming up and talking to me, the first thing I'd do is I'd grab my phone and I would just scroll and I would look for any reason to delete you. You know, and, and the way, I, and just again, the way your brain works is I don't know this person. What's the subject line? I don't know. I don't love that subject line. And you might not get past that because it might be a totally shitty subject line. Mm -hmm. But if you do get past that, I'm still looking on the same part of my screen that shows those first 10 words. And if those first 10 words are bubbling this one at the top, I, you know, I hope you're doing well. I, I don't even email. I don't even open it. I delete it without even thinking about it. And so I think we're, we're, we're talking about how at this point, Every little piece of an email matters. Every little piece of your con uh, your contact strategy matters. To Leslie's point, like she lays the groundwork. I genuinely think right now that if sales reps aren't taking this mini marketer mentality, you're going to lose. Like you have to lay. I mean, Chris, talk about, you know, what happened with Kelly and invite. I mean, again, I know this is a little bit of a marketing function, but do you have the response rates where it came for these roundtables that we're doing and we did pure emails and then we added some social kind yeah, of I don't engagement have, I, first? I, I asked both Kevin and Kelly to go back and just get me a story mm -hmm. um, about what happened here. Mm -hmm. And um, you guys are nailing it. I actually, I'm keeping some notes here so we can, um, uh, give everybody just the tips that are coming out of here. Mm -hmm. And that ground cover MIDI marketer, um, we, we've, we proved this week where, uh, we, we're running some round tables where we have, uh, just, uh, uh, everyone knows we do these like two, 2000 person webinars on a weekly basis. But what we also do is we host, uh, just small groups of, uh, uh, sales leaders and executives with, uh, John, and we have to do some pretty significant, you know, one-to-one -one personalized outreach. And, um, we can't always trade on John's name. So, you know, we have myself and Kelly doing the outreach. And we were coming up pretty damn flat, um, mm -hmm. obviously selling into an executive asking for the most you know, valuable thing, which is time. Uh, as soon as we started to lay ground cover first, where we would follow, we would comment and provide value ba back on what they're posting in a short period of time. It's almost that blitzkrieg. So we would request a follow, no ask, maybe just some who we are, like great to join your network, insert one mm -hmm. of Morgan's you know smart ways of handling LinkedIn. Um, and then for three to, what did I say, um, uh, Leslie, three touch, three touches on social um, in a very short period of time, like days, where you yep. are commenting, you are clicking so they see your name popping up. Uh, we started doing that, then hitting them again on email and then trying on LinkedIn on, on uh, direct messaging. And the results were like, like we, we basically shut down cold email, which just wasn't yielding. And what we saw was like the high five moment. We're like I was getting the calls at 11 o'clock at night, like, oh shit, like five for five for the last ones with the ground cover. The mini marketer, Concept, John, that ground cover piece, I could not, that's like, to me, um, this is all the way down to your first week as an SDR. This is something mm -hmm. to embrace. Like it's, it really is. You can wait for your marketing team to lay that ground cover for you, or you can go out and lay it yourself. And to be honest with you, you're going to control the narrative way better by doing it yourself. My opinion. You, you have to take ownership, mm -hmm. period. Yep. You have to take ownership on that. And I remember when I was an SDR and I created the SDR Chronicles I was getting inbounds 
for the organization because of that show. Mm-hmm. Like people be like, oh, I saw you on LinkedIn. I had no idea what you were talking about, mm-hmm. but I've seen you before. That's how I replied. And it's mm-hmm. that little extra effort where I truly believe to John's point that if you are a sales rep right now, you need to learn how to be a mini marketer. That's not saying that you need to go create a podcast and a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. I'm not saying that. It's just being a curator rather than a create creator and taking content, add your context to it, adding your spin, providing information to the LinkedIn. Because I think right now, you all can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's like two to three percent of people of the entire population of LinkedIn post consistently. It's less so than one percent. Less than one percent of people yeah. on yeah. LinkedIn are creators. There's a lot of people who repost and share, but less than one percent is an actual creator. And so I always say (laughs) those are crazy numbers. Right. Right. I I always say to the frontline reps that I talk to when it comes to like, you know, being on that front line, uh, what is it? I was on the tip of my tongue and then I was gonna throw it out there and I forgot. Oh, uh Damn it. <laughs> Stop smoking weed, James. <laughs> yeah, man. And, it was and, there, I, like, and then it wait was a minute. And I'm the one that okay. got fired here. So pragmatism, pragmatism is the religion of sales. If you are a sales rep that is struggling with email and you have leadership telling you not to do social, stay off LinkedIn, that's a distraction, but you're seeing traction there and seeing results. I don't care what they told you not to do. If you scheduled, if your quota is 15 demos in a month and you scheduled 25 demos this month using video, that leader will not come to you and be like, yo, great job killing it on the demos using video, but we're going to need you to stop doing that. Like that's, and if they do, that's probably <laughs> not going to happen. Time to, time yeah. to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, um, real quick, let's go around with the last like 10 minutes that we have here because what do we do about this? I mean, yep. let, let's, let's, let's lean on that, James, as far as that poor kid who's sitting yeah. in the listening to this being like, yeah, I know I'm seeing the same anecdotal evidence as you are. Nobody's, you know, my e- I, I'm looking at my open rates and they've been down since COVID started. I'm looking at my response rates and they've been down, but my boss is telling me to double down on this. My boss is still telling me I got to make 500. So, so Leslie, what would be some of your tips for that kid who isn't getting the quote unquote open, having this off- honest conversation and does maybe have that boss who's stuck in the metrics days of number of emails sent number of activities done regardless of what the outcome looks like so what would be some of your suggestions on how they should think about things right now and what are some tactical things that they can do to help address this challenge i think that i would start by your utilize you can utilize the same format for your emails that you would for a video for an audio message for a Mm -hmm. voicemail so You don't have to recreate the wheel every time. You can repurpose some of that messaging and put it into different channels and use it as a touch, use it as another step in your cadence. Um, So you you have to keep up with the activities. That's fine. It's another place where your name is getting recognition. It's another spot for them to have that recognition of your company name, of your name. Um, And I think it's not... You know, sending an email isn't hurting anybody, even if that's not the channel they respond on. It is Mm -hmm. still creating positive sort of interaction. Yeah. And it's like that impression game, right? Just it's an email. It's a call. It's in the mail. It's something, whatever it is, as long as they're all positive and relevant and and to that person, then they're all part of this equation. It's just I almost want to see this graph of like, Chris, we talked about this when you were doing last week. I would love to see kind of a you know, the graphs where you see the richest people in the world and it's like, oh, you know, and it kind of grows and it goes over the years and all of a sudden like Elon Musk goes, you know, over the course of like three years. (laughs) I want to see that as a graph for us with like email. So like first, first and foremost, it was direct mail, right? Or first and foremost, it was knocking on doors, right? So knocking Mm -hmm. on doors was hundred percent. And then all of a sudden direct mail came in and it became 75% knocking on doors, 25. And then all of a sudden phone came in and then phone expanded significantly and door-to-door dropped and then all of a sudden social came and then video and you just kind of see this gliding scale of what you should where you should be i'd love to see that because i think the progression of this stuff is critical and i think right now 
the the percentages are closer than ever of the different channels. It's no mm-hmm. longer 75% email, 5% LinkedIn, and 10, you know what I mean? And whatever the remaining is, phone, you know, 20%. I'm not a math major, that's why I got into sales. But anyways, uh, uh, James, what are what would your, be some of your suggestions to a kid out there thinking, yeah, I'm seeing the same thing you guys are. What the fuck do I do about this? Yeah, don't uh, don't keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Step mm-hmm. outside that box and try something different. And don't worry about what your leadership says, right? Go for the result. Go for the value. Help out that customer. Get the result that you're after by going that extra route. No one will come to you and tell you you suck if you do that anyway and see the result they expected. In addition, you might actually open up some some new perspective at the company and if that's not what you're after in the leadership role, I don't know what you're doing with your time, mm-hmm. but don't hire smart people and then push that KPI on them. For the for that frontline rep, though, look the other direction. There are tons of resources out there for you, you know, not to hit the nail on the head, but on demand. Uh, you know, lots of people in your ecosystem that you're connected to are putting out content that could help you. Don't don't turn your back on that just to hit some KPI. Have the courage to have a one-on-one with your leader and say, I'm feeling uneasy. This is not going the way I want it to. Let me show you some data. Can we talk about some other opportunities we might have? Have that meeting. It's going to be much more fruitful for you. Worst thing that can happen, they tell you, hey, screw off. Don't waste my time. Keep doing what I tell you to do. And then you know you know what your next move is, and that's to update your resume. <laughs> well, I'm going to jump in. I was going to go to Morgan, but I want to jump in on that, James, because I, that was going to be my suggestion here to everybody else is uh, I'm a slight alteration on your, James, because I don't say ignore what your boss is telling you because that's an easy way to get fired. Uh, but let's create a side hustle create a side hustle. And anybody tells me, well, I got to do that after hours, go fuck yourself. Stop listening to this goddamn podcast. If you're not willing to work past four, five o'clock and you want to be successful. Right. So, but, but create this side hustle that says, I want to take, all right, my boss is telling me make 50 dials, send a hundred whatever's. So I'm going to do what my boss tells me to do, but I'm going to measure the ever living shit out of it. Okay. And I'm going to measure every interaction, every conversion ratio, and I'm going to be, become a scientist. And then on the side, I'm going to take these 10 clients that I really, Really want to get into. I'm going to go deep on them. I'm going to do a social groundwork. I'm going to connect with them on LinkedIn. I'm going to send them an email. I'm going to create a different cadence for this group down here. And then at the end of the week, the end of the month, whatever it is, look at the data and say which ones, because I will be straight with you. There might be certain organizations out there listening to this right now where the mass volume play still works. And so shut yep. our mouths. Look, if you're an SMB right now and you're selling something that's a one to two call close before below 10,000 ACV, email still probably a really viable channel for you. And you probably have to use it at scale because you won't be able to hit the numbers that you don't. But if you come back to your manager with boss, I've been doing it your way. And I got out of a thousand activities I did last month, I got three meetings and I took my approach where I took 10 tier one accounts and I went deep on them every single week. And I got 10 meetings out of the 40 that I sent out, if you're to your, to James now, to James's point, if your boss then says, eh, stop it, go, you know, go back to doing what I'm telling you to do. That's when you start looking for another job. Cause that's when you, you know, leadership is not interested in, in learning about changing anything or whatever it is. They're just looking about numbers and there's probably some PE or venture capital firm stuffing down their throat that they, says they have to do this. And so it is what it is. Go look for another job unless you have a bunch of stock options. It could be shitload rich, right? Then stay. But anyways, uh, Morgan, um, Morgan, <laughs> Clarification, yeah. John. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No way. Yeah. In no way was I telling anyone out there listening to be like, "Hey, fuck you, boss. I'm going to yeah, do what yeah, I want. Exactly. I'm just going to throw in my stocks." I want to put a point of clarification on. Morgan, what are you saying out there, or what do you uh, what do you think people should think be thinking about right now? Well, yeah. So I think it's a, it's a theme of what everyone's saying right now, and exactly what you said is own your own development. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost as simple as that because no one is going to come and save you. <laughs> at the end of the day, like you have to own it yourself and proactively find the resources that James talked about on demand and all these other things. So I would have two main things that I would touch on. So number one is create templates inside of your sales engagement tool. I'm assuming every single person here probably uses a sales off or whatever other engagement tool that you have. And inside of that tool, they have something called templates. So typically, right, you'll have your cadences already segmented out. You may have that already created. And so within that, you could create templates that you can customize. 
that is your own work. So then you can start A-B testing and be a scientist like John said. Mm -hmm. That's a way that you can start doing your own thing and figuring out what actually does work without recreating cadences across the board. Number two is, I got this from, shout out to Kyle Coleman, but the 5-5 five, five strategy. Mm. And this comes down to time management, which is the number one skill right now for a rep is to manage your time effectively. So I would say that if you get up early in the morning or you work late, depending on who you are, block out 45 minutes. This is not that much in your day. 45 minutes as a rep and be like, I'm going to write seven to eight personalized emails to who I want to go after and what meetings I want to schedule in these target accounts. And the five, five strategy basically at the end of the day is you're doing five emails and it's taking you five minutes to write those personalized emails. Now, again, it may take you longer, but the key here is to set a timer when you do the emails, because how the human brain works mm -hmm. is if you have a timer in front of you, you operate faster. So that that should help you move in that direction. And if you do the math, because I, I was a finance major, but it's 20. <laughs> so if you do five emails, right, in a week, that's 25. And if you do 25 times four for the month, that's 100 personalized emails. And if you get a 10% meeting efficiency rate, that's 10 meetings. People would love to get 10 meetings in a month. Oh, yeah. And and again, if we asked Chris, John, James, Leslie on this call, how many personalized emails you get in a month, it's going to be very, less, very low. Less so than 1%. Less those, than 1%. That would be the two things yeah. that I would say there. And, you know, if you do have to go look for another opportunity, James just got fired from this podcast here. So <laughs> you could go join you could go join his new venture, right? You could go join James. 100%. Or, or you could send your resume to uh, apply at johnbarrows.com. I mean, uh, <laughs> Chris, Great. More those email. Those Thanks, James. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let me Finish rip these. What your thoughts are. Yeah, and I'm just going to list these really quickly. And uh, there are going to be a ton of notes in the show notes that we'll send out. This was amazing. Uh, this is Beast. I know we could keep going, ripping apart every channel here. But um, again, so first of all, uh, the email is trash. Email, in my honest opinion, email is trash uh, for me now. Yes. And I'll Today. put... Uh, okay, here we go. Now. So first thing is, um, uh, I know that we're all being asked to get certain amount of activities done, but like just everyone else has said, please trust your gut. If you don't know your reason to reach it, John always says it, know your reason. If you don't have a reason, you didn't earn the right to do it. You better know why you're reaching out to that person. And uh, we had, John and I had a few people, some SDRs who had to humble themselves down because they didn't know why they're reaching out. They were cutting and pasting and John called them on the task. We ended up like becoming friends and it was a good learning environment, but just know your reason. If you don't go back, figure out a better way because you're most likely right. Get your technical hedge uh, in gambling. Um, uh, they call this, this is our house advantage, right? And right now, email, the house advantage is in their favor. We're losing 20 to 30% right off the top. You can hedge it as an individual contributor. Check your deliverability rate often. Go to Glock apps, Google Isaac, because I'm not sure if it's glockapps.com. I think you can get some free credits. You literally send out one of your emails. It sends out to like 80 email boxes and tells you your deliverability score and your health. Um, I encourage you to do that once a month. If you see anything poor, bring it to your IT department or fix it yourself. Um, you know, we can even hit me up. I can send you to a few people that are really good at this. Um, uh, on your data side, um, right now more than ever, you need to, even though if you get it from Zoom, if you get it from Elite IQ, I encourage you to use a, a just validate it. Use a zero box, a zero bounce. Use, um, uh, I think it's uh, Bright Verify. Um, and the whole thing there is don't send to only send to valid email addresses. Do not send to accept all. Uh, you'll know when you see it, when you run this, what that means and you can research it. Um, become a mini marketer, lay that ground cover. Don't wait for marketing to do it for you. I believe in control challenge. John uses the AB. Um, once you have something that works, always break apart from it every now and then and see if you could improve on your lie. Uh, stop selling. There's no such thing as a one-click close email for the type of products we sell. Know what the call to action, what success measurement is. And for the most part, it should just be attention, hand raisers, another question. It's not a selling, it's not the selling step. Um, but I do come back to the trust your gut. You know when you're spamming people, you know when mm -hmm. you're just filling inboxes, and you know you're writing an email that has a very small probable chance. Uh, if that's the case, go find a different medium that you connect with for your ICP and go deep with that. Email will come back, like things will change. Uh, Paul Graham, I'm going to put notes in here. Paul Graham of YC Combinator in 2012 wrote a, a ambitious blog post. It was a, basically an essay about replacing email. And all of the things he wrote in 2012 still stand today. 
but nobody's tackled it. The medium's right. here to stay. So let's adapt. I will stop calling it trash and come back in a month with some, you know, other results. All right, but that, fine, that's you're rehired. That's <laughs> um, look, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with one more thought on this, which is, you know, think about instead of thinking about it as a cadence or a sequence, whatever you want to call it, think about it as a story that you're just trying to people get people involved in. Like it's almost like this one-way conversation where it's just, that's why, you know, the data on the calls to action, right? If change gone came out with, you know, instead of a hard CTA, which is when you, you know, are free to tomorrow at three o'clock, the interest CTA is actually getting a higher response rate. So when you treat it as a conversation, which is why I think it's so important, especially when you're doing quality, is to sit down and think through the entire story from soup to nuts. Go, go, and Morgan said this, take your, take your phone, the five by five, here's an easy way that everybody can come out of this. Take your phone, put 10 minutes on your phone. And during, and, and I'm going to give you an extra 10 because it's going to take you a little bit longer than it would once, you know, once you're fully ramped on this. But 10 minutes, pick one account that you want to get into. Do all your research on the same time on that account and the person you want to go after. So go on their website, look for anything you could possibly imagine, make a connection to. Do not discriminate. Go on their LinkedIn profile, look for any reason to connect with them and, and mention something or a reason and, and don't discriminate. And at the end of those 10 minutes, take a step back and figure out which ones are legit and then how are you going to tell your story? Because this will help you figure out when you should ask for that call to action, like, hey, we should talk versus when you should just kind of say, hey, let me know or something like that. Or when when should you put video into this equation versus a little bit of social, right? And then have that cohort and then compare it against another one that didn't have social in it, that didn't have video in it, but a similar profile, similar things. But tell the fucking story, and make sure it's not the story isn't all email because if it is, you will die a long, uh, a slow, painful death, and and you will be also labeled like I always say. If that's all we're doing, if all we're doing is sending out template shit, then what the fuck is the difference between us? and a marketing tool like Marketo, Eloqua, Pardot, pick whichever one you can. I, I scare SDR organizations all the time. The first thing I do, you know, when I used to walk into companies is, if I was an SDR lead, if I was hired as a new VP, the first thing that I would do, first thing day one is I would say, I want to see all the emails that are coming out right now. I want to see every single email that the SDRs are putting out there right now. And if all of them were templated bullshit cadence, sequence, whatevers, I'd say, I'm going to say this company a whole shitload of money. I'm going to fire every single one of you. I'm going to hire a marketing ops person. I'm going to jack that through the roof and put a bunch of funding towards it and have them do it a thousand times better than you ever would. So that's why this omni-channel, this marketing is so important. This social stuff is so important. Your personal brand is so important because it'll get you a response most likely through email, but not because of the email you sent, because of the story you told. Any final parting gifts from everybody else? Yeah, read your job. emails. Read your emails <laughs> out loud. And if you don't talk like that, don't send that email. There's another good <laughs> That's a yep. good point. Yeah, and, and if you're wondering if it is too too long, like Morgan's point, send it to yourself on an e- on, on a um, on your cell phone and read it on your cell phone. If it takes more than one or two scrolls, it's too long. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Well, look, Leslie, anything, anything you wanted to wrap us up with or any last final thoughts? Not that I can think of. (laughs) Well, I mean, and and Leslie just, uh, I mean, for everybody out there, Leslie is the newest person to our team and she is... Got, she is faced with the challenge right now of not being John Barrows. She is faced with the yeah. challenge right now of not being Morgan Ingram. And yeah. so she is out there representing our brand, which I think is pretty strong out there, but she is Leslie Douglas. And so she doesn't get the bump that Morgan and I do when we reach out because most people kind of have, at least if they don't know us, they know of us for our space. And so Leslie's doing her job right now, building her brand so that those email responses can come. But again, my gut is that they're not going to come because you sent that email my gut is because you're going to do all that other stuff that drove that email response back exactly all right, everybody. Well, look, hopefully you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, you know, we like to have these conversations out loud with our team here because we're a pretty transparent organization. When we see shit's happening, we got we to gotta address it. And we can't, as Chris always says, you know, the lies we tell ourselves here. The last thing in the world we want to be is an organization training shit that, that, that used to work or sounded really good, but today is not working anymore. So follow us on social. That's where we can actually put out most of our newest ideas and tips and everything else. And then, as Jam said, uh, check out the on-demand because that has every that we're doing in it we're trying to stay as up to date as possible 
So hopefully you all enjoy the conversation. Look, as I say all the time, go out there and make somebody smile today. Even if you had a shitty day, you know, if you made somebody smile, you know you had a good day and the world needs a lot more of that right now. So thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you on the flip side. All right, y'all, that was a really special episode for you. It was a very real conversation, and I think you understand why these types of conversations should be happening at your own Monday morning meetings more often. Am I right? Email's been a talking point since 1997 when Microsoft released Office for the first time, especially in the sales space, but it's becoming numbing for so many people. And at the same time, there's this whole other cohort that's wildly successful with email because of the way that they currently leverage that vehicle to deliver the message. I've really enjoyed where this episode has come from, and I hope you did too. Let us know what you think and share this out to your network. We could all really use the honesty. Before we let you go, I want to give a warm welcome one more time to our newest sales trainer extraordinaire, Miss Leslie Douglas. She comes to us from Dude Solutions and was instrumental in making their team successful with JB Sales. We are so thrilled to bring Leslie on board. She's going to turn a lot of sales reps into sales pros in no time. Reach out to Leslie today and tell her what you've been looking for in your next sales training session. She'd be delighted to meet with you. And finally, JB Sales is proud to represent the front lines, the grinders, the callers, the gritty, unfettered, unbridled, passionate sales professionals that every buyer truly deserves. Visit us today at ondemand.jbarrows.com to become the well-rounded sales pro that you set out to be. You asked for it, so we gave it to you. A place where you can learn, a place where you can grow, a place where you can get the answers, a place where development happens. Join us again at ondemand.jbarrows.com and follow us on Instagram at jbsalestraining, all one word, where we give out daily tips every day there for you to consume and put into practice right away. Join us for our weekly webinars. Find them at jbarrows.com in the blog and events section. And we will see you guys next week with another stellar conversation that will help you sell better.